0: Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Obsidian Achievement. This is your host, Mike Russin, coming to you live from a rainy, rainy day in Maine. It is raining. We actually had probably one of the nicest summers, weather-wise, I've ever seen in my life, like in my entire life. I can't think of a better summer than this summer i mean it was warm it was beautiful sun was out every day like i was out tanning like almost (laughs) every single day in the sun this this summer it was wild such a nice summer so changing of the seasons is here the autumn leaves are falling like crazy winter will be upon us soon gotta get ready for the winter gotta winterize the uh the chicken coop i've gotta move it it's kind of like where the plow would push up a bunch of snow in our driveway so I've got to move it this weekend and winterize it. We got the parents coming in uh, the week of the 24th. Wife is more than 20 weeks along. Things are clicking and moving in business. Yeah, I'm just thinking about this morning all the things I'm I'm grateful for. I used to like dread winter, like, oh winter, like I'm actually kind of excited for winter. I'm excited for the cold. I'm excited for the snow. I'm excited to be downstairs in my den all snuggled up. <laughs> so uh, man, it's a good day today. It's a Friday. Um, I hope you are off to a good start today. I got up around 3:30 got my reading in i was really in in or uh, i'm sorry hebrews and psalms today hebrews and psalms specifically hebrews 14 you know one of the more famous verses is the word of god is alive and active sharper than any two-edged sword Uh, a lot of people are familiar with that verse i was in psalm 119 this morning uh which talks about meditation meditating on god's word how that makes us wise wiser than our enemies Went to the gym, uh, did some squats, um, you know, did some squats and some RDLs. Came back home, ate a big breakfast, lots of raw eggs and protein and avocado, and I went back to bed for an hour. Woke back up and boom, I'm on my way to the office, man. So when you get up early, it just gives you so much versatility over your schedule and your day. And when you're self-employed, you got anybody to answer to, so it's the it's the best thing in the world. The one thing I'm always going to avoid moving forward. I don't think that there's really an amount of money. Like if some big corporation was like, Mike, we're going to give you five hundred thousand a year in a company car, and uh, you're going to come work with us and be our CEO, which is low for a CEO, but you know you're going to be our blah blah blah. You know, but you got to be in the office every day at nine o'clock, dude. There's no chance. There's zero, zero chance. First of all, Marty, making close to five hundred grand now, even though I got taken out of the last game and put in this one. Let's go, <laughs> dude. You can't. And Andy Frisella was talking about this the other day. Once you learn a particular set of skills. You become like literally invincible. You could start business venture after business venture. I've seen uh, that guy, hardcore closer Ryan, whatever his name is. You know, I've seen him talk about this principle too. That, dude, no matter what happens to you, people can shut you down. People, you know, things can happen like COVID, and, all, and d- dude, you just go out and start another business. Start another business. Start another business, start another business. like. That's, that's the most satisfying thing In the separation between us You know, I'm talking about us alpha males And women and haters Is that the haters will never have the skills They can win lotteries They can win lawsuits They can win this They'll never have the skills necessary To do anything meaningful with their lives They squandered and pissed most, most of their life away and they have no skills. You know, people like us, we can go out and just boom, flip another business. Flip another business, it's gonna take some time, it's gonna take some sweat. But what's interesting is that when you've built businesses and you've learned the skills in business, it doesn't take you as long. Like an amateur entrepreneur will go out and it's gonna take them years, years to build up a business. For some of us, Takes a couple months to get things off the ground and absolutely rocking because you've been there, you've done that, you've acquired the skills, and you just, you just, you've been through the ringers so many times, you know what to do, what not to do. See the early stages of an entrepreneur's journey are typically marred by lack of experience, which leads them to make a massive amount of mistakes very early on in the game, or an underestimation of the work required. That's typically what I see with failed new entrepreneurs or new entrepreneurs that are really going through the struggle, is they underestimate the work or they make costly mistakes that set them back. When you've been been in the game and you're an OG, in the game, you don't make those same mistakes and you are fully aware of the work that it takes. I think the other thing is that we as seasoned entrepreneurs also experience setbacks, even though we're experienced, we we still make mistakes, but we don't respond to them the same way that an amateur does. An amateur makes a mistake or has a setback and it's earth shattering. Shattering. It ruins their mentality for a day, for a week, for months, and maybe they don't even make it back from it. You know, like us, it's like water on ducks. It just it whisks right off. Whoop! You know what I'm saying? All right, learn from this. Move forward. All right, adjust to this. Move forward. So there's something to be said about the value of experience. You can't really put a dollar amount on experience. It's so valuable. It's it's invaluable. I mean, there's literally no dollar amount that you could put on experience. Once you've got the skills and you know how to build a business and you've been an entrepreneur, man, you're you become invincible. You literally can make money at any point in time. That's the that's the craziest thing, dude, is I know, like for some reason all my clients and my staff and company fire me. I'll go out and find a way to make 10 grand a week in in the next six months. I've got the skills to do it. I've been through it. I've done it time and time and time again. So I guess the the point today is seasoned entrepreneurs, congratulations. You know what I'm saying? You got a certain set of armor on that most people don't have and a certain set of security on that most people don't have. And then to my rookies, you just got to stick it out. You know, and in the meantime, if you're not making the money, think about the experience that you're gaining. Seriously, listen to what I just said. If you're not in the money yet, if you're not in the black, so to speak, yet, and you're working and you're working you're starting to get discouraged, you have to look at what you're building behind the scenes in terms of experience. Because this experience will serve you for the rest of your life. You'll be able to do whatever you want to do. Whatever you want to do. All these silly people go to college to get these business degrees, to learn from a dude or a woman who's never ran a business in their life. I've got my MBA. You know what that tells me? You, you're, you're an over-glorified secretary. You should be making my charts and my graphs for me. Take me and put me up against a Harvard-educated business major, and I will smash that fool every seven days a week. 365 days a year Jogging Put me in a flower shop Let's sell Donuts Let's build a marketing company You take your Harvard You you take your $300,000 education See there's so many people now That are schooled but not educated There's a big difference Between being schooled And educated I think that the most valuable Education comes from experience and self-education and working with a mentor. Experience in the whatever field you want to be in, self-education and working with a mentor. Obviously, if you're gonna be a doctor, this is different. I'm talking about being in business. Like, give me the guy that started off in a restaurant as a, as a dishwasher and worked his way up to a, a prep and then line cook, and then maybe he got some front of the house experience and became a host and a server and then worked his way up to manager. I will take that guy 10 out of 10 times over any kind of business degree possessor <laughs> that wants to start a restaurant. Give me that restaurant manager that started off washing dishes and worked his way through that restaurant because he, he's he got the experience. He knows what to do. He's been in the deal. You've been sitting in the classroom learning that men can be women and women can be men and plotting out things on an Excel spreadsheet. I <laughs> say so you're going to get smashed. I guess... Uh, you know, parents listening to this, cause I've got a good amount of parents that listen to this. You really need to stop and think before you just jettison your child into the giant profit machine, which exists in a vacuum that is higher education or higher schooling. Let's call it, cause it's not education. It's not, it's not, I don't, Look at the kids that are coming out the other side of these universities and colleges. They're dumber. Their speaking skills are worse off. Their social skills are worse off because they've done nothing but drink and have unprotected sex and take drugs for four years. Everything about them is typically worse off. I haven't met a college graduate recently that I'm impressed with at all at all so parents listening to this like I said before you before you jettison your kid into this system this mo- greedy money making machine you need to stop and think so oh my kid's going to Penn State for what oh you just haven't really figured that out yet then what are you doing have you heard parents say this? It blows my mind. Oh, yeah, he just, oh, well, he doesn't really know. He's playing around with a couple major. Well, how about before you send Penn State a check for $50,000 for a year or more, you let him figure it out first? You know, it's crazy. We have been so brainwashed. And that's what you know, that's what these liberals will say online. Educate yourself. Educate yourself. Like, bro, your grammar, you can't spell, you can't have a, a, a conversation, you don't know any you don't know anything about the real world. You know nothing about the real world. You never traveled, you don't know, you don't know dookie about life. Edu, educate yourself. You've been we've been brainwashed to believe that higher education is some kind of a status symbol. It's, It ain't. It's not. Everybody goes to school now. And now people that shouldn't be going to school are going to school because of affirmative action policies. That has nothing to do with race or gender, what I'm saying. I'm just saying sir, the, the standard's been lowered so much. There is no standard to get into Cornell. There is no standard to get into Harvard. Dude, if you're a minority, you pretty much walk right in the front doors now. It's just... There's no value. Everything's been cheapened. Better to educate yourself. Better to find a mentor. Better to surround yourself with like-minded individuals. And better to get experience hands-on in the field that you want to be a part of. So like, even if you're not a parent listening to this, I've got a lot of younger people. You really need to start thinking about what you're going to do with your kids someday. I've already talked about this. I can tell you my daughter will never, ever set foot in a public school or a college. It'll never, universe, it'll never happen. There's zero, there's 0.0 per one. What if she wants it? She won't. <laughs> she won't. Trust me. Because she's going to be raised to not be an idiot, a blubbering idiot. What if she wants to go? You know, and I, it blows my mind that. Fathers send their daughters to school. You know what's happening. You know how I know you know what's happening? Because I was a young man in college. And let me tell you. <laughs> That's how I know what's happening to these people's daughters. It's crazy. These poor little girls go to these big D1 schools and all of a sudden they're surrounded you know what I mean by absolute sharks seniors that have been in college for four years and athletes and you know what I'm saying, you throw your daughter, your poor daughter and she joins a sorority God forbid. Or they do odd initiation ceremonies on each other and make them strip down and crawl around through feces and piss so that they can pay for their friends every month. You know, it's like wild to me that any self-respecting father would send his little girl to college. And I can't blame, you know, a lot of you are probably like, well, I went to school and my dad's a good guy. I think, like, now, knowing what we know, knowing what we know what happens in these places, you know, like, your daughter ain't different. You know, when you... Again, I've said it before, you put you put yourself, if you're not a smoker and you hang around 10 smokers, you're gonna be the 11th smoker in the group long enough. You put your precious daughter in a university for four years, might not happen year one, it's probably gonna happen year two, three, or four though, or all three, or all four, I'm telling you. So, all that aside, been on a couple different topics today, huh, I just, I I don't know, I just, I could never send my daughter to a school, I could never do it, never do it, there's no chance, I know what happens, I know what happens, (laughs) I've been a part of what happens, there's no chance, so anyways, getting kind of back on track here with some applicable material, unless it's just my thoughts about the world, (laughs) You know, we talked the other day, it's like every Subaru in Maine wants to race me today, it's hilarious. Um, So we talked about the other day, manning up and taking responsibility for where you're at in life. You know, it's such a shame to see people with the access to opportunity and and they just squander it. And they deal, It's, it's, it's so frustrating to me. The most frustrating thing to me as a coach and as a leader is seeing somebody with all the potential in the world and they just cannot break loose from their bad habits and their broken way of thinking. And it leads them for years to continue to make the same mistakes over and over and over and over again. There's nothing more frustrating as a coach, there's nothing more frustrating as a leader than to see these people constantly returning to mistakes, to bad habits and broken ways of thinking. So big question I get is I've been working with so-and-so for, you know, X amount of months and X amount of years, and man, they're just, they're not getting it. There's there's a certain point, I believe, where you've given everybody all of the, given somebody all of the information, you've given them chances to change, you've given them one-on-one time and love and affection. You've given them counsel. You've walked them through why they are where they are. You've given them chance after chance to where you need to let life teach this person a very serious lesson. You've got to let this break them. We had a situation, you know, I won't get into details, but with a Somebody I've known for quite some time and him and his family are about to go through a very serious obstacle challenge and adversity And there's a part of me where it's like when you're one of in my brotherhood, you know what i'm saying? Where i've known you for a long enough period of time i'll keep i'll bail you out and bail you out and bail you out but there comes to a there comes a point where you're doing these people a disservice by constantly serving as a security blanket, like oh, I know I can keep making this mistake. My my boss got my back; he's had my back now forever. Oh, I know that if I, you know, am unwise with my money, so and so will bail me out. They've always had my back, and I don't even have to pay them back. You know, he'll just loan me the money. Like, there comes a certain point where you need to let life break this person. You need to let them truly be broken and destitute. Because in that brokenness and destitution, you're going to find out if that person is worth continuing with. They're either going to completely break and succumb, or like the phoenix from the ashes, baby, you're going to get such a greatly refined product on the other side of that brokenness. But if you're constantly catching them right before they hit that threshold of pain and protecting them from it, you never get to see their true character. And more importantly, they never get to see their true character. So in the instance with this individual for the first time in nearly a decade, I said no. For the first time in nearly a decade, you are on your own. And it's like I said the other day man, God gives us so many choices, choice ch- or chances. chance after chance after chance after chance after chance. and some of you listening to me will not learn your lesson until you hear those words. Depart from me, ye worker of iniquity, I never knew you. Chance after chance after chance after chance. The good news is, is if you're a true child of God, you'll never be truly lost. He'll always find a way to get you back. Not that he ever... The all-omniscient, powerful, all-powerful God loses anything at any point in time. But he'll always bring your little wayward butt back. It's what it's always... That's... If anything... I know God loves me not because of any merit, not because of anything I've done, certainly not because of who I am as a person. I don't believe that God loves me for any of those things. That's not where I see his hand in my life. I see his hand and know that he loves me that no matter how far I run, he always brings me back. That's how I know he loves me. That it doesn't matter what I've done. It doesn't matter where I go. He's always there. Now it's not always comfortable. In fact, sometimes it's extremely painful. There's been times where I've lost everything and been in such emotionally just despondent states that I've made such major mistakes that still haunt me and want me just like I just want to scream and beat my steering wheel thinking about them he's always there you know what I mean and that's how I know he loves me because there's nothing I can do to earn what he gives to me so I don't know Thoughts for today, that's all I got, I love you guys, let's get it.